Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, amen. Please be seated. That has absolutely no bearing on the sermon I'm about to preach. You can take the girl out of the theater, but when you read that, you just can't. can't. Anyway, all right. I am already digressing. Listen to these words we just heard. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. I've read this passage from Luke over and over and over again this week, and it is this very last line that has haunted me. So I guess that's where we need to pick up our Advent journey this morning. What I keep coming back to are two particular words in that short sentence. First, there is the word all. It's quite an emphatic statement, right? This prophecy from Isaiah that now comes 700 years later through John the Baptist is fulfilling through his ministry. It does not say some shall see or those who believe shall see or those who are good shall see. Nope, it simply says, all shall see. All flesh, everyone, shall see the salvation of God. And if that's not reflective of some kind of radical nature of God's inclusive love, I don't know what is. So why does this word stick out for me? Well, simply I confess because I struggle deep down inside with embracing what that prophecy may really require of me, especially in the context of this season of Advent. You see, if all flesh is the outcome of what we are preparing for this season, then my very beautiful and particular and private criteria that judges who is worthy and who is not, well, doesn't really have a place. And the same is true for the response of our government and other nations who seem to be developing an increasingly long list of the criteria for who is in and who is out. But Advent and the promise of the Incarnation, if taken in seriously, reminds us there is no spiritual selectivity when it comes to who is worthy of salvation. If all means all. This is also the promise of Advent, that those we might write off on our way to the manger matter to God. In becoming human, God committed God's self to all of humanity, all flesh, friends, all. And the second word that jumps into my cross sometimes is see. I kept wondering, what does it mean to see salvation? Is salvation something we can really see? And if so, what does it look like? And how would we know if we saw it? Usually when we read or talk about salvation, it's a theological concept, not something we refer to as recognizable through one of our senses. Salvation, it seems in this context, is not a religious concept describing some kind of better afterlife 
or a confession of belief or an idea that proves to guarantee our future in heaven. It seems that the writer of this gospel this morning believes that salvation is something we can see. And that to me is exciting because that is something I could surely use this Advent. Some proof positive that all, all flesh will see and know salvation. That would bring a kind of Advent that could make a difference in our lives right now. How would it make a difference if Advent could actually be seen, tasted, and smelled, and felt, and heard? The doing of Advent is different than the thinking about Advent. Maybe this is an invitation to enter into the rest of Advent with a different kind of expectation. Bishop Mark reminded us that this is a season of expectation. So what are we expecting? Rather than a simple waiting for Christ to come, we know the end of that story. Maybe it's a preparing that could include seeking out sensory experiences and expectations that through sight and maybe sound and taste and smell and touch, just maybe the incarnate God of love who came to dwell among us will reveal something deep inside us just waiting to be noticed and nurtured. A few years ago, I led a women's Advent candle lighting service at Christ Church in Detroit. For the past 10 years, about 100 women have gathered one night in Advent for a beautiful liturgy of music and candle lighting and prayers and scripture and a reflection, followed by a time of fellowship and an even more exquisitely prepared high tea and desserts seated at tables decorated by the table hosts who did so elaborately with holiday adornment and, dare I say, perfection. About half of the women that night were members of the parish, while the other half was made up of mothers and sisters and friends and cousins and co-workers, young women, old women, children, women that didn't necessarily have anything to do with church, but who were intentionally and lovingly invited, wanted and welcomed for this special sacred night together. It was a lovely experience, and as I thought back on that this week, I realized that part of the beauty of the experience relates directly to these words from our gospel, all flesh shall see God's salvation. As I stood to lead the opening sentences of the liturgy that night, I was struck by what I saw in the faces looking back at me, young and old, black and brown and white, as we would say in my house, fancied up and then looking plain. A stunning tapestry of diversity, all joined together, because they were invited for an evening of love. Near the end of the service, each woman was given a single candle and invited to come forward and then place their candle 
in a single bowl of sand. That bowl and those candles were a reminder that Jesus came bringing light to the world and that no darkness can overcome that light. What I saw in that moment was, in fact, a beautiful expression of all. Not some, not a few, not believers, but doubters, strangers, relatives, people that had no idea that they were in a church, all of it coming together because of love. And then there was the range of sensory experiences that night through the smells of incense and pure beeswax, the sounds of music, and even the intentional silence, the warm feeling of greeting friends coming in from a cold night, the taste of wonderful food, the aggregate of all of it gave me a sense of a small glimpse of what just maybe the salvation of God looks like and feels like and sounds like and maybe even tastes like. So as we here continue to move towards Bethlehem, I invite us to think about how we are preparing to receive the gift we will not only find in the manger, but along the way. If we can slow down and open ourselves to other people and other ways of seeing and experiencing God. Because in that moment, in that dark church in Detroit, I was reminded, thank God, that my understanding of all is necessarily so much smaller and limiting than God's all. Whatever salvation is in the end, it must have something to do with more than I can comprehend right now. And all must include everyone and everything that ever was and ever will be. I confess it's a bit cosmically mind-blowing, but I think it's an important remembering for all of us, wherever we are on our faith journey. The season of Advent is so short, sometimes I wish it was longer, but in the few weeks we have remaining and amidst the other busyness of our lives, I pray we find ways to notice what is trying to be seen and heard in our lives. Advent suggests that God seems to want us to wait just a bit. God seems to expect expectation. God seems to know that we need to see and hear and touch and smell and feel what salvation could and does mean, and that we are utterly dependent on others, all others, to fully grasp the magnitude of God's realm. So to say it plain, find someone this week who is not currently part of your all and welcome them unconditionally and then see what happens. And then look around to see salvation. Find something or someone beautiful to look at just a little more deeply this week. Slow down and enjoy the delicious food that is right in front of you. Or listen to Handel's Messiah intently or some other favorite music and notice if just perhaps you too get a glimpse or a feeling of God's salvation. All flesh will see the salvation of God. Wait for it.
Live in the moment that anticipates such a promise. Be in the moment that believes such a promise is possible. Because, my beloved friends, the point is knowing the future makes the fullness of our Christian journey possible. And that is the true essence of Advent. May it be so.